So, John, if you were to stalk <laughs> somebody as your uh, your survivor girl um, or survivor boy, who would it be? Do you want to say that because I laughed over you? It's all good. You sure? I'm sure. Oh, okay, fine. Um, I don't know. Who, who would I stalk and kill? Does that have to be someone I like? I don't want to kill anyone that I fancy. It seems to be defeat the object, really. If you were forced to, if someone forced your hand. Forced me to kill somebody that I fancied. A celebrity. Let's make it a celebrity. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm just... <laughs> That's fun, rather than just someone that listeners will not know. No, no, sure, yeah, I wasn't going to say, like, you know, someone we know. Um, I guess I could I guess I could live with killing Chris Pratt. I'd do it nice and slow. <laughs> Ooh, I won't ask how. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry, joining me as always is John. Hello. And it's a patron episode today, so we've got Mark on. Hello. Hello Mark. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thank you for bringing this film as well. So what film have you chosen for us today, Mark? Today is uh, Behind the Mask, um, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Mm, a film that I've, I'd never actually heard of, had you? No, me neither. No. What made you choose this film? It's a film that's uh, gone around the sort of horror community, and I would say it's not very well known, so I wanted to bring it to two people I thought might not have seen it and would probably enjoy it. I really love it. It's probably one of my top tens. I'm interested to see what you thought. Plus, it's been, I think, 12 years now without a sequel, so... Yeah, it's now moment's probably passed, yeah. Yeah. So, what did you think of it, John? Did you did you like it? Did you I know? hated it. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was uh, very clever. It's a real love letter to horror films. That, that's what I really picked up on. Like, because basically, what it is, it takes the form of a, like a documentary where there's a, a team of documentary makers are interviewing a serial killer in training. Would you say like? He's preparing himself for his it's first. His big fir- spree. It's his first uh, killing spree. As yeah, it were, basically. Yeah. So it really takes you through like all of the horror movie cliches, all the preparation he has to do to be in, in the shape he needs to be to be a serial killer, because it really plays with all those, like the cliches of the character disappearing and reappearing really quickly. Yeah. It really goes into all the nitty-gritty, so it's really great like fan service in that way. And yeah, so half the film is just this kind of very tongue-in-cheek kind of documentary for following him. It exists in a world in which all of the ser- all the famous movie serial killers are really, and they exist, and they all kind of seem to know each other and have this network. Yeah. And then the second half of the film, it kind of flips where his kind of spree begins, and then it kind of t- it turns into more of a standard horror format. Then, where the documentary makers actually become part of the part of the film when they try and rescue the girl and yeah. etc. So yeah, it, it it did a lot of things, and mostly I thought it did them quite successfully. What did you think, Harry? Yeah, I really enjoyed this as mm-hmm. well. I had a really good time with it. Yeah find it hilarious yeah but in a, in a nice subtle way mm-hmm. yeah i'm really glad that you enjoyed it um there are great pit bits in the documentary part where um he goes through the um the horror tropes mm-hmm. um where it's all explained especially i think the when he talks about the amount of cardio he has to do to <laughs> yeah, make, make, it, <laughs> make it look like he's walking while still keeping up with everybody yeah. <laughs> cutting branches on trees so they mm-hmm. fall, you know, all these things that happen. Breaking all the weapons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's um, there's one bit in it I really like where he's talking to the documentary people about, uh, he nails all the windows shut. Mm-hmm. And she asks, do they not break 
the windows and he goes funnily they don't <laughs> unless they're on the second floor and then they climb out onto the roof and it's just all these you know horror tropes where everyone goes oh this is stupid this wouldn't happen and the fact that they do it in such a way where it's like oh it's all set up you have no idea how much cardio i have to do it's ridiculous why so much well you gotta be able to run like a freaking gazelle Without getting winded. Plus, there's that whole thing of making it look like you're walking, and everybody else is running their asses off. Oh, right. And I gotta stay with them. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. I think the tone is really interesting because horror movies get spoofed all the time, but it's not—it's not in that very like scary movie kind of way where it's like really like yuck 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 mm. it's very kind of it, it, it takes it plays it very straight yeah. even though it's very it is very funny but it, it doesn't beat you over the head with it. it it's quite subtle i think a lot of it which i, I really enjoyed like, yeah you know. one of the things that i like about it is that the guy who plays leslie vernon um mm-hmm. well actually no it's leslie vernon the character's really likable <laughs> yeah um, yeah he is <laughs> and and, and I know a lot of people have said it's a bit jarring when it does go into the serial killer bit because mm. you have sort of, you've come around to quite liking this guy who's, he's a bit of a goof. Mm. <laughs> you know, he's, I, I mean, this say he's into magic. Obviously, that they show that that's part of the whole thing, the whole mm. sleight of hand, you know. I love the fact that he was basically a magic nerd. That that really made me laugh because <laughs> it's something back to a, a a dark and shameful part of my own past that I very rarely talk about. Is that as a child, I was very briefly a member of the magic circle. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is like the society for like wannabe magicians, and um, I can confirm that I can absolutely imagine that many of those people went on to become serial killers. Like, <laughs> I think there's definitely a correlation between being a, a magic nerd and killing people. <laughs> I've really enjoyed the uh, the magic trick he pulled. He's like, oh, okay, I'll do magic. Have you got a pack of cards? No. Have you got a pack of cards? No. Check your pocket. <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 exactly. It's great. <laughs> magic. <laughs> This is the fun stuff. Copperfield, Houdini, sleight of hand, escape tactics. You want to see a magic trick? Sure. You got a deck of cards on you? Um, no. No. Uh, yeah, Doug, you got a deck of cards on you? Dude, why would I have a deck of cards? Check your left front pocket. What the... Holy fucking sweet. <laughs> Todd. What the fucking sweet. How'd you do that? Tricks of the trade, man. Tricks of the trade. Plenty more where that came from. I'm guessing that you, from the fact that you're so enthusiastic about this film is that you, that you are a big kind of horror kind I am. of fan, yeah. So yeah. is that what kind of brought you to it? I th- originally, I was looking for films I might not have seen, mm-hmm. and I'm a member of a few horror Facebook groups. So yeah, um, put that out there, and it was a few. It was a few people who said watch this. So yeah, I, I dipped into it, and I just couldn't believe how good it was. Mm-hmm. And like I say, I think it, it's the early documentary stuff that really got me into it. And I do mm-hmm. like the slasher element as far as the slasher goes. It's mm-hmm. pretty standard there. Yeah, that was what got me into. It. I was just looking for things that I might not have seen. Whereas this link has become a bit of a cult hit because it sort of um, is it right to say subverts the genre a, a oh, bit, yeah, totally, yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's that, and I think. He has a, he has a mentor in it as well. Oh yeah, it's uh, Scott Wilson, isn't it, from The Walking Dead? It's Herschel yeah. from The Walking Dead. Yeah, oh, he was great. I, l- yeah. I loved his intro. Yeah, but he's buried in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was so yeah. bizarre. <laughs> Again, though, it's, it, it shows one of those things where you're going, oh, you've got to be able to look like you're dead when you're not yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, you know that. And um, the funny reveal is he'd been in there for like three days yeah. or something. The guy, 
And his wife didn't seem to care. No, yeah. <laughs> so he's this. Is he, is he based on an actual serial killer or from like a franchise, or is he just like a generic one? I don't think he's supposed to be specific because it does have uh, like you know, obviously it has Freddy Krueger and Jason and Michael Myers, not as characters in the film particularly, but it exists in a world in which they exist. Yeah, so. they mentioned Chucky as well. Yeah, which... yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that all of those people exist and and have this like network of like friends that really really tickled me right yeah it gets you straight away because that's the first thing that you hear because yeah, she's yeah. the girl taylor who um oh interesting fact about her not that interesting but <laughs> she's actually the girl in home alone who tells kevin he's les and compitant really yeah. oh wow what a career <laughs> That's it. That is good. That's good. Yeah. That, that she may have been in other things, but that's sure. all I care about. <laughs> that is that is very good. The stories are well known. At Crystal Lake, a madman named Jason Voorhees has killed dozens over the past three decades, leaving a devastated, deserted community fearful of his next appearance. Here on Elm Street, in the suburban community of Springwood, a murderer's repeated attacks have left a psychological scar so deep, some insist that simply dreaming about him can kill you in your sleep. And in Haddonfield, a prodigal son named Michael Myers has struck in a similar fashion on or near Halloween on at least four different occasions. For these residents, Halloween will never be the same. That whole setup was really funny because basically, in addition to like training for his own killing spree, he's friendly with all the other serial killers. It is like it is like the magic circle. It's like they've got this little society yeah. of pals. And so he goes to v- visit Scott Wilson, who is like this older, like experienced serial killer. Where he's got the, the nicest wife in the world. Like she's just yeah. this really like sweet, and the, they just seem like this really sweet older couple. The way it just treats the murder is just such an incidental. Oh, it's our and our hobby is killing people. You know, we you know we have lunch and we cook, bake cookies and we have a nice family life. And yeah, we we like killing people. So yeah, <laughs> he has a nice uncomfortable moment though when he's chopping veggies. Veg- yes, <laughs> yeah, and he's getting more and more angry talking about terrible killers and stuff. Like yeah. That. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is fun how they refer to the famous killers, and they've got the like. It's not Michael Myers; it's called Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're all just buddies. Yeah. So you mentioned most of the guys in your line of work today are uh, hacks. I'm not talking about the guys that really worked hard, like Jay, Fred, Mike. There weren't nobody like them in the early years. Those boys lifted it to a whole other level. They made an art form of it turn themselves into legends by returning like a curse over and over again. That was a radical change in philosophy. Changed the whole business. So what did you think of the documentary kind of crew? Because they, they've gone on an interesting little journey, like where initially the, well, they're essentially filming, I mean, it exists in a world where how they ever thought it would be, who's, who's going to show this? Like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> they're basically making a snuff movie. Like, yeah, well, I, I was point, thinking but... what, they're, what they're making is evidence. Yes, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder if they're living, because they're, where they're living in a world where that's sort of all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> why they don't go to the police almost, yeah. you know, straight away. You know, once they've got the interesting bits that they need, they go, right, this guy's going to kill all these people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, if you go back to the fact that there, there are all these real killers, like why are they not being caught and... You know, why would anyone ever go to Camp Crystal Lake? Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, why would anyone visit any of these yeah. buildings ever? And yeah, I thought that with uh, the, the recent Halloween, actually, it's it, it, again, it has to happen for plot. But I was, the whole film is about how traumatized, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's character has been by this killer. It's like, why didn't you just move? 
go, go abroad or something, you know. Michael Myers isn't exactly going to hand in his passport and get a flight to, you know, <laughs> Tijuana. So. Exactly. <laughs> but that's, you know. But that's the thing. It didn't take me out of it that the documentary crew, you know, wouldn't, would never get away with this in the real world because it's like, it, it sets up its premise and it's like, well, this is what this movie is and you just have to go with it, so. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You just got to go, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens in, in this thing. And... I feel like there is a, there's a slight mounting sexual tension between mm. Taylor and, and Leslie as well, which which builds and builds, and of course builds to the twist of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is that... Uh, well, we ruin it, don't we? Yeah, yeah, spoil, yeah. Spoil, I would say watch this film. If, if, if we've, already, we've already spoiled a few details of it, but if you've not seen it, and you maybe have, probably haven't, def, definitely watch it. It's very recommended, so maybe stop now and come back. But if not, then yeah, spoilers from here. Okay, yeah. So it turns out that she is the survivor girl. Yeah, he's tri- um, he's tricked her. He's played a long con on her. Yeah, so. But one thing about this movie is they always call her the survivor girl, but it it should be final girl. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I thought that was weird too. Like it's all, that's the term, but yeah. I think I worked out what was going to happen mm-hmm. as soon as he said, uh, "Oh, and survivor girl." Yeah, they're always a virgin. Yeah. And then I was like, hmm, "Which three of these crew is a virgin? It's her, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she, she's not remembered that she's a virgin. Yeah, she seems. Yeah, that's weird. It's it not something that occurs to you'd think like. <laughs> That was one of my biggest laughs, actually. Initially, the documentary crew is following him as he picks his victim, which is this very kind of blandly pretty kind of American blonde girl who's like, yeah, she's a virgin. She gets good grades. She's got, you know, she's mm-hmm. she's popular, but not too popular. Like, she's all the yeah. things that the, the final girl... She's in girl, the library after hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, stuff, yeah, yeah. Very, again, going through all the cliches of what the final girl usually is in these kind of films. And then it just cuts to when they walk into the... When, they, when they're in the, ca- the cabin and the killing spree begins... They walk into the bedroom and she's just having the most like athletic sex with because she's like yeah. just riding in like a pony. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And then it's revealed that she's somewhat of a slut. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which, is, which I found really, really funny. And then there's, yeah, there's, there's a great line I think when she when she when they tell her what's happening and like you're supposed to be a virgin and she's like, oh, I'm sorry for being sexually active. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with the all, all of the like the the stock horror characters that you know in terms of the victims like because there's the inevitable slutty best friend as well yeah, yeah, and, yeah. who's actually probably much less slutty than the because she seems quite scandalized at the other girls like <laughs> and, uh, but yeah and then she's like you have to tell me what happens to me like <laughs> some really yeah that, that, and the, the inevitable stoned kind of side characters who, <laughs> yeah it, who it, seemed super stoned like yeah. that was well, he like, teaches them that though doesn't he at one point yeah. he, he's not he shows them him picking out a random girl. Yeah. Um, and then he shows the different... You need these extra characters. Yeah. <laughs> to kill for some reason. The level of detail, the, the meticulousness of his plan is so funny. Like, mm. Yeah, he really goes all in. you got to find a group who'll all hang together. A little from column A, a little from column B. And one survivor girl will tie them all together. What is a survivor girl? Oh, I'm sorry. It's an industry term. It's, uh, it's what you call a girl... Like her, who just might be able to walk away from me at the end of the day. Okay, what is it about this girl? Well, she's a virgin. A virgin? How do you how do you know that? How how do the swallows find Capistrano? I don't know. <laughs> Look at her. She's a virgin. I mean, <laughs> you're not getting that. So, what did you think of Robert Englund in this? Oh yes, that's a good thing to move on to. Robert Englund, um, who obviously famously plays Freddy Krueger and in this he's doing his uh, bit of a Dr. Loomis impression I guess he's, yeah, he's, he's yeah. our Dr. Loomis character yeah. so yeah he was good fun he wasn't in it as much as I would have hoped like no he was in it enough for me because I don't 
I tend to find that unless as long as he's being Freddy Krueger, that's fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I Robert England's not the best actor in the world, and no. um, <laughs> so was this the uh, the guy who was hunting? Yes, yeah, he was. Right, the, yeah. He's the the doctor. Yeah, yeah. And they get really excited that he's there because he's he's my Ahab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those things are very good about it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because the film kind of takes its turn when the basically the documentary makers have like an attack of conscience when they realise oh shit this is real he's actually going to kill these people and then they realise they can't keep filming they have to save them yeah, because but, he says to them your look says we yeah. can't just let this happen and that he, he sends them away yeah he, he picks it up at it, yeah. but it's funny like they have already filmed him killing someone because poor old Zelda Rubenstein the, the librarian gets mm. killed like pretty early on and like they, they seem fine with that so just when he kills young people they feel bad about it I'm like, I guess or maybe when, when he's going to kill like a whole room of people sure rather than just one librarian yeah yeah. and also she, was, she wasn't too far away from death anyway she was quite well actually it, sadly the actress's <laughs> last film role so we, we, very, oh dear yeah, yeah she, she died shortly after making the film so true yeah, yeah, but, uh, how did she die old age I think she was quite old not so exciting no it, I don't think she was um, I don't think she was killed by a slasher but mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, like a conspiracy theory, yeah. But that, that's really going a bit too far into like trying to, yeah, yeah. make the sequel work. Just let's actually, actually kill a beloved character actress. Because uh, I, I only know her because she's got that really distinctive voice, doesn't she? From yeah. uh, Poltergeist. Which yeah, is that's what she's famous for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played like she plays like a fortune teller or the psychic. Or, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think she's in all three, maybe. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That film really scared me as a kid Poltergeist one of the scariest films it's weird because it's a Spielberg-y kind of it's not like it's really gory or anything. although there is that one scene when the guy's face falls apart that I've just haunted my nightmares for years I, I saw that when I was far too young and it yeah, scared yeah, me it still gets me a little bit now it's probably mm. one of the only ones where I actually yeah okay, it's not just me then so. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it maybe I should yeah no Poltergeist is a good film I'm, I'm young I could be mentally scared yeah oh sure yeah. it wouldn't <laughs> no you'd be fine no. I think you need to be of an age where you're impressionable enough to it for it to actually scare you I think now it'd just I'm be... impressionable yeah. I mean, <laughs> Harry looks like a, an actual baby right now he's, he's beardless for the first time in years it's creepy <laughs> no I... <laughs> Uh, any other funny little bits that uh, stood out, Harry? What were some of your favourite moments in this? Um, okay, the the credits. Yeah, the credits were solid bit mm-hmm. of humour there. Um, yeah, because you all you all knew what was going to happen like in almost instantly. You see yeah. where the scene is. Oh, it's in a morgue. Yeah. Okay, so his body's there. Great. So he's going to sit up at some point, and it's going to. They really make you wait for it, don't they? They <laughs> do. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's good. I, I liked it. Yeah. Good. But it, it was the only bit that of the film that kind of felt a little supernatural, though. Because mm-hmm. everything else was like, yeah, he's got to do all this cardio to, yeah. to appear like there's this stuff. He's got to put this stuff on his face to mm. do it. But other than, you know, getting his head crushed and getting burnt alive, well, not alive, yeah, um, burnt to a crisp, like, how, how's he getting out of that one? That Well, that's the classic horror thing, you know, there's always a way, you know, mm. there's always some survival, you know. Because mm. there's got to be a sequel. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> his death, his death cracked me up. Like, excuse <laughs> Crack, the phone. Excuse too. the phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically, he gets his head stuck in in a vice, mm-hmm. and she has to like turn it and turn it and crush his head. But oh my god, it, it takes her so long. <laughs> it's so funny because it's such a laborious like thing yeah. to do. So that really made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, I've got thoughts on that when I get to my sequel idea. Okay, cool, interesting. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, we about done for just drinking games. Okay, well, I'm going to say drink for a pervy cameraman. Drink for pervy, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's that. I did like the scene when they're, when he's talking through his plan and it's showing you the visuals, and then it's 
gets to the point where, oh yeah, and then of course the slutty best friend is going to go and have sex with her boyfriend, and then it cuts to this really porny like with her breasts <laughs> out, and, the, and, and the girl goes, that seems gratuitous. <laughs> Which, again, is a very horror movie thing, where it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We forgot to mention, actually, that Leslie talks a lot about the phallic... Um, oh, yeah. The, yes, it really symbolism, is like symbolism of, of, of things. And um, says, there's one for women as well, and I can't remember exactly what it is now. Well, I think, are you about to say another one of my favourite lines from this film? Go on. Well, you, you say it, if you remember it. Well, I don't know, I think you're saying it. it's, it's like... It's like phallic, but opposite. It's girl parts. Yeah. Girl parts. <laughs> oh, no, I just... I, I, I was... My favourite line, that's good, but my favourite line is when I think she picks up his scythe or some kind of weapon and someone says, she's empowered herself with cock. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really goes into how, like, the weapon is, the, is like, the, it's always a stabby weapon, it's like a phallic symbol, which I actually thought was quite interesting. It really got into, like, the psychology and the yeah. behind horror films, so, yeah. Or, um, most weapons are just that shape. Well, that's it, but why? Ask yourself why, Harry. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm not getting into this. I feel myself getting worked up. Yeah. Um, so drink anytime anybody looks at the camera. Okay, yeah. Good bit of fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always fun. What have I got? Uh, I had drink for kills. Drink for kills. It's a classic one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink for horror cameos. Yes, very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. solid. Drink whenever somebody asks a really obvious question that they would know if they'd seen a horror movie before. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I mean, obviously that's quite deliberate. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Leslie, I feel as though. You want Kelly to enter the tool shed. That's correct, Taylor. It's the first sign of empowerment I'll be looking for in her. At some point, she's going to turn a corner. It's a pivotal moment when she makes the transition from victim to heroine. This is visually manifested when she reaches for a big, long, hard weapon. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) It's okay, Tay. It's deeply symbolic. She's empowering herself with cock. Cool. So I guess if we're done with drinking games, should we move on to Patreon? Yeah. The part of the show that now makes my heart sink every single week. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, Mark, as you know, we're, me and John are available on patreon.com slash set, And there you can support the show by subscribing to us with, with as much or as little as you'd like to give. Um, not quite, but something, something in between that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for that, you get a few bonus things, which include a bonus show called Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where we review films in the cinema. Another bonus you get as a patron supporter, you get to choose films for us to do. That can either be on the main show, like Mark's doing today. Um, and of course, you're very welcome to come on the show. Mm-hmm. And if you want to choose a film that does have sequels or prequels or something, then we'll do that on Beyond Beyond the Box Set and just review it. Um, and also, there's some advert that happens at some interval. <laughs> you may as well just say it, John. I'm so obsessed. <laughs> so, it's a great feature. It's just that Harry's ability to remember it is um, bafflingly... It's mul- multiple, multiple adverts per episode? Yeah, basically, if... <laughs> if you're a Patreon, yeah. you get one 30-second ad slot per month. Uh-huh. Yes. And it may be more than one per show. Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Cool. Did Mark explain it better than I did? Do you reckon that's going to sink in now? No, or? no, I've still got questions, but I'm just not going to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Please. <laughs> but yes, uh, all of those things are available. I've reached here. my goal, I thought. When that comes up, I'm definitely going to have to say <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a job? <laughs> <laughs> you can't replace me. Yeah. <laughs> 
course, the Warlands available on patreon.com slash beyondtheboxset. Um, now, while we're plugging things, I've got plenty to plug because I've had one hell of a week. Oh, okay. I've guested on six shows. Six shows? Yeah. My God, you must be so burnt out. Yeah, it's uh, it's been tough. Okay. Um, well, I mean, many of them happened when I was just in bed because I couldn't really be asked to get out. So, uh, sure. <laughs> you know, the, the, the <laughs> you effort level them. has not been high, let's you, put it that way. You've them horizontally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guessed it on Jason's show, A Conversation With. Jason Croxon. Yes, that's yeah. the one. Um, and uh, we talked about Doctor Who for about an hour. Cool. And uh, that's out already, I think. So uh, okay. It's an hour of you sir, basically talking about how much you hate Lady Doctors and how it's ruined the show forever and Doctor Who is for men and for men I, only. Yeah. I do hate all women. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so listen to that. It, it, it's, it's, it's a, a sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I also guessed it on another show called Kid Theory. Kid Fairy, okay. Mm-hmm. Where me and someone who's probably going to come on here, a guy called Dante, uh, he questions me about different theories I had as a kid. Oh, okay. Things that I used to believe. Oh, that sounds fun. It is fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really opens up what, to what I was like as a child. Um, okay. There, there are some secrets in there that, uh, that have not been said out loud before. Oh, when's that out? Um, I do not know. <laughs> um, I will, I'll, I'll post links when I'm it's I'm subscribing out. to that straight away. <laughs> <laughs> that may be out by the time this episode is out, I'm not sure. Sure, okay. Kid Fury, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and then I guessed it on Phil Better's show. Great. The Phil Better show. Mm-hmm. Phil, who was on our last week episode, The Wolf, mm-hmm. yeah, with Rory from uh, Dog Hair Network. Yeah, um, and we did the most difficult thing that uh, we've ever had to do in either of our lives, oh, which okay. was rank all the Pixar movies. Oh, okay. Um, wow. So we did top 10 Pixar movies. Okay. There's only 20, so we just kind of went through all of them a little bit. Okay. Um, but mainly the top 10. It's uh, That's difficult to rank because a lot of them are on very... Similar footing. Sure, yeah. But obviously, they're all very personal to each person, so everyone's lists are different. Yeah. That's the Phil Beth show. That, uh, I think, will be out in about a week from the time of this episode's release. Okay. Um, I think. I'm not too sure. Again, I'll post links to all this. Mm-hmm. And then I guested on a show called Beg to Differ. Okay. Where me and the hosts, Maisie and John, we all have opinions, and uh, some people disagree with those opinions, and we just talk it out. Opinions on anything in particular? Like politics, pop culture? like what? Uh, what? Well, I, I kept it thematic, and uh, well, we, we, we sort of themed it around cinema this episode. Okay, sure. I kept it thematic and said that there are not too many sequels coming mm-hmm. out in cinemas these days. Oh, okay, I see. Which friends of mine do disagree with quite strongly. Every film these days is part of a franchise. Sure. So is the concept of this show is that you have to make like a potentially controversial statement and mm-hmm. they have to argue it? Okay. Yeah. I don't think I did very well, okay. but uh, they both came with opinions as well. Cool. So there were three to talk about. Okay, sounds fun. And then I guested on a show called Dog Hair Presents. That's Rory's show from last week. Rory Spence, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to be on two episodes of that. Oh, wow. Mr. Um, Popular. So one of them, I, um, I, I talked about Steve Jobs okay. for, uh, for about an hour, just the life and times of Steve Jobs. Cool. I think it actually came out really well. I was funny. I, I was pretty on point. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I'm so it, humble. It was, it was my... <laughs> thank you. Um, it, it was uh, my first podca- podcast recording from bed. Okay. Um, and, it's uh, where you shine, obviously. I, I really think it is where I shine. <laughs> went really well <laughs> and then uh, in the episode after that he talks me through uh, Marvel films from I think 2014 to 2016 okay um, we just talked about that for a bit mm-hmm. so yeah two episodes of them they'll be out at some point as well okay and uh, then this morning also from bed um, I guested on Jason's other show Getting to Know Who okay which is a quiz show mm-hmm. where there's one random person picked and we've got to guess certain details about them okay. I mean he questions us and gives us multiple choices but uh, yeah Cool. Um, I will not tell you how that went for me. 
Maybe, gonna... maybe it went well, maybe it did not. Okay. I'm gonna, I, I have a suspicion, but... Uh... Um, again, uh, actually, that one, will, that one will be out like tomorrow, so that'll be out by the time you uh, listeners are listening to this episode. Great. Um, so, John, I'll put a link in the description. Sure. Probably. Yeah, sure. Just remind me. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of links in this description. Like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And finally, because we're now fully out of Halloween season from October, we're now in November. Mm-hmm. Listeners, just a reminder, me and John are going to be doing Movember. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be... Well, I've already shaved my beard. Um, you've got to shave yours still. Yeah, um, I, I'm not looking forward to it. Mark, do you want to join in? No. Okay. Mark is shaking his head emphatically. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot this is an audio meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, just... absolutely not. I look like I look stupid. <laughs> sure. What, what? Like me? <laughs> I mean, I'm also dressed like a vampire right now. So it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is a little bit jarring though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry came in with like slick back hair and full makeup and it, and no beard. It took me so long to notice that you didn't have a beard yeah. because. <laughs> It's like, you look different, oh, but you're in costume, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a vampire. Mm. Um, so, yeah, to support men's mental health, please go to mobro.co slash Tavern, which is our pub, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we'll show you support by donating a little bit of money. Yeah. So that's mobro.co slash Tavern. C-H-E-M-I-C, Tavern. Um, oh, I forgot I had to shave. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. All right, yeah. Well. I've committed now. My housemate said I should shave my head as well and just go completely hairless. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I mean, right now you would look like Uncle Fester. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the plugging done. Let's, should we get to the sequels? Uh, sure. Well, actually, you know, I do things outside of this podcast too. You know, oh, Harry. No, <laughs> no, I've not done quite as many as you. But I did a guest slot recently that I've realised that I'm not plugged yet. Uh, I appeared on a podcast called The Screaming Queens which is a podcast dedicated to kind of campy horror movies. Um, I, I was part of their Halloween podathon. They've been doing an episode every day, I believe, throughout October, which Ooh. is the amount of, the, the, just the force of that much editing it brings it in hives. But uh, yeah. great, great. It was a great, great, great time. Watched a film from the 50s called Teenagers from Outer Space, mm-hmm. which uh, is available in full on YouTube, so you know it's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was quite ludicrous and it was a lot of fun to talk about. So, yeah. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I guess that takes us to sequel time. Yeah, finally. Yeah. I'll go first. Cool. Okay, so I found this film incredibly difficult to uh, pitch a sequel, prequel or anything for. Mm-hmm. Because it's difficult to write good comedy. Mm. It's nice and easy to take a bad film that's trying hard and then just write some crap about it. But this one was not a bad film trying hard. So I just went with a different property instead. And so this one is going to be Spider-Man Behind the Mask. Oh, okay. A classic Harry uh, crowbar in some... Comic book stuff. Yeah, just I'll, I'll just go to my happy place. Sure, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes, shall we? Okay. So it's going to be... Again, there's going to be a film crew um, mm-hmm. with a leading lady who is going to be Gwen Stacy. Okay. okay. Thought builder into character plots. That's Emma Stone from the Andrew Garfield ones. Okay. Cool. So she's playing the role that the blonde girl plays in this where she's just the documentary maker. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Does she already know Spider-Man? Uh, yeah. Let's just say yeah. Okay, sure. Because he's not going to sort of keep his identity secret from her, but he okay. is he is from the documentary. Okay. So I mean, is this, does this film take place chronologically after the events of those Spider-Man films, or is it just its own thing? Oh, it's just vaguely its own thing. Okay, sure. As seems to be every Spider-Man thing these days. Sure, it's just, yeah. It's just randomly. Reboot! So essentially, Spider-Man, he's, he's had enough of all the slander that he's getting in the papers from the Daily Bugle. Sure. Um, and so uh, his friend, Tony Stark, has hired a documentary crew uh, to follow him around and improve his public image. Mm-hmm. So the front woman, Gwen Stacy, I was thinking Kristen Bell. Okay, sure. She'd probably do well at that job. Um, and two crewmen who are, well, I haven't really thought of anybody because they're not really going to be a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You might see little flashes of them, but they're not 
on it in it that much. So, so Kristen Bell instead of Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like I say, it's not it's not part of a specific universe. This is just okay. Random Spider-Man story. I see. Okay, I can see Kristen Bell doing well as a scrappy journalistic type. Yeah. yeah cool. So uh, the crew they follow Peter around his day to day life. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we don't need to cast him because he's either going to be in a Spider-Man mask or have his face blurred out for oh, pri- I see. Pri- privacy reasons. Okay. Good. <laughs> Can't let everyone know his identity. Okay. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Just a secret little documentary crew. Okay. okay. Who, who, similar to Behind the Mask, don't report on anything. Mm-hmm. Can we have, like, moments when he accidentally gets shot, where it's really obvious who it is, though? Like, cause, you know, it, I'd still like it, like to make it really, like, say he's going to work and it's the daily blur. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not <laughs> going to be too hard to piece it together, are you? No, no. Okay, and, great. Yeah, stuff like that. Maybe he refers to Aunt May and stuff, and you see him at home, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, if you could get one of the Spider-Man actors to reprise his role for this, which one mm. would you choose? Um, I think Tobey Maguire, but yeah. only because we're doing voice only. Okay, sure, yeah. Um, so at this time, he's I, I'm saying he's not really in high school, he's more working as a reporter. Mm-hmm. So he can be early 20s or something, which I reckon Tobey Maguire's voice can still play. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be fun to have like a middle-aged Spider-Man. That would bring its own comedy, I think. But True, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that, that could work. Yeah. Yeah, like he's been doing this shit for like twenty years, and he's sick of it. And yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, you could have a whole rant about um, the younger upstarts, and like you could have like a universe in which all Andrew Garfield and oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, there's space for that later on. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, yeah, he's a, he's being a photographer. The crew following him around as he's taking random photographs of New York City that he's going to try and sell back to Daily Bugle mm-hmm. um, as Spider Man. Currently, he's as Peter Parker. Oh, okay, right. Um, but totally blurred. But totally blurred, yeah. So this documentary is following this. It's following like the secret life of Spider-Man, where he's like a normal person, but he just yeah. isn't saying who that normal person is. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see. Right. And all of a sudden, he stops completely still and explains that his spider sense is tingling. Mm-hmm. So the cameras get really close on him, uncomfortably close. Mm-hmm. Then he says, "There's a car chase two blocks west that he needs to stop." So he grabs one of their cameras, throws it in that direction, and then follows it himself. Right. Okay. Webs the camera around and uh, manages to get it to land on the bonnet of the car. He lands in the back seat. It's a convertible. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Is he the camera damaged? What? No, no, no. He, he did it well enough that the camera just landed softly somehow. Okay, sure. So the camera's filming everything, essentially. He's oh, doing okay. it for the documentary. Okay, right. He webs the two people up and then uh, skids the car to a stop right in front of Gwen Stacy. Okay. He jumps out the car with a little flip, does a bow, impressing Gwen Stacy, essentially. Okay, sure. Right. And then the police turn up. He says he has to leave because, uh, well, the, the police hate him. Okay, yeah. Essentially. Sure. Yeah. Vigilante, yeah. So they leave and then we cut to like the next day or something. And uh, Gwen asks, what? why are the police afraid uh, after you, Spider-Man? He says, well, it's a big story, but they, they think I killed my uncle's killer, but I didn't. But really, I just don't think they like a citizen doing their job for them. Sure. Gwen's like, well, they're, they're lucky they've got you. She's really fallen head over heels for him. Sure, okay. As really. she does in the films. Sure, okay. So this sounds like a rewarding role for Kristen Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been a rewarding role for anybody who's played it. No, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, and then Peter goes on a on a whole... Kind of, kind of a rant of how, yeah, the police can take over the smaller things like car traces, really. But when it comes to the bigger people like Dr. Octopus, yeah. Spider-Man needs to come in, mm-hmm. even though they just have the same plan every single time. They're sure. going to <laughs> be the best scientists in the world, mm-hmm. and it's going to risk the lives of pretty much everybody. And then Spider-Man stops them somehow, and they live happily ever after. Okay. Somewhere along the way, they normally threaten some girl who Peter knows, and they worked out Peter's identity, and it's just the same thing again and again, and he's bored of it. Sure. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so that, at that very moment, Peter goes all still again, Spider-Sense, and a green goblin flies overhead. Okay. Plucks him up from the ground, they have a fight in the skies, 
and uh, the Green Goblin essentially wins it by just throwing Peter away. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, the Goblin jumps down and uh, grabs Gwen Stacy with a camera okay. and uh, flies off with her. Okay. So now, I'm liking how you're really making it show that so that everything is being filmed. It's mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it needs sort of tenuous ways to sure, sure, sure. To keep, yeah. to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, and so she gets taken back to the Goblin's lair, and uh, she asks, well, she she interviews him and says, "All right, so so what, what's your plan here? What, what are you trying to do?" Mm-hmm. And he essentially just says the same thing as always. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm just trying to you know, complete this experiment or something, and <laughs> yeah, I, I need to do this, you know, for my own for reasons. Yeah, yeah for reasons. <laughs> Bad guy, villain. So then, eventually, Peter shows up, or Spider-Man shows up for again for reasons. Um, he needs to decide whether he's going to save Gwen Stacy or whether he's going to save. The whole city. Sure, oh, the, um, classic, the classic dilemma. Mm, mm. Because the goblin's going to like release his goblin gas in the whole city or something like that. Sure. And, uh, well, it's not caught on camera, but uh, he, ma- he, d- he manages to save them both mm-hmm. and uh, defeat the goblin. Okay. Um, Is that not shown because budget reasons? Yeah, because budget and uh, my own time reasons. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> budget and Harry Potter and Sam Great. Um, <clears throat> Peter says to the crew afterwards, well, that was all good and fun, but he'll be back. And they're like, but you defeated him. How can he come back? Gwen... What world do you live in? In this world, no matter how many times you defeat a good villain, they'll always be back with the same plan. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, I like it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you, it's very loosely related to the film we discussed this week, but I can, <laughs> I can see what you went with. Um. Well, it's, it's kind of a, a mockumentary about Spider-Man behind sure. the mask. No, like I get it, yeah. I'd like to see a version of that where, where instead of it being Spider-Man, it's the villains. All of the DC uh, you know, <clears> comic book <throat> villains... I'd, I'd like to see a documentary about them in a similar kind of thing. Like, yeah, that probably makes sense. That would be better. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, yeah. I was also thinking halfway through writing this. What about what if I did Deadpool instead? Yeah. That that probably lends itself quite well to a mockumentary. Yeah, it, you could, it totally could be. Yeah, that, you could definitely have a somehow. Wouldn't that be that like could be that though. could be a plot for like Deadpool three, where he, he's got famous enough that there's a documentary about him now, and he's like yeah. living, he's loving it. So yeah, I can see that. Would you want to have any cameos from like you know Justice League style? Have other superheroes or Avengers style? Have other superheroes? Come in as well as uh, again because this could be, just... actually yeah like Tony Stark could come in or something and then yeah. like Peter rolls his eyes and just like oh god well has my fun gone yeah 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 because um, yeah, I, I like again like if it existed in a world like this world as whether they're, they're all like they all know each other and stuff yeah like, which obviously in the Avengers they do but yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit of abuse of the other superheroes like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I thought I was throwing that hammer around yeah. and... <laughs> Hulk always causes so much damage yeah I mean since we're Operating in the realm of pure fantasy here, this could be like the first film that unites DC and Marvel on the same screen. You know, you'd have, you'd have get a Superman involved. Yeah, you could have like use it to take the piss out of each other. Like you, know, you could like, like satirize the rivalry between the two mm. different franchises and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, that yeah I think there's a lot you could do with that. That's good. Yeah. So okay. Uh, so Mark. So it's me. Take it away. All right. Okay. So I've gone for a proper sequel to the to the film. Oh, good. Good. Got someone else. So. Um, <laughs> It'll basically be um, sort of 12 years later. Okay. So we'll open on Leslie standing in the building in the orchard. Mm-hmm. And he will be showing whoever's filming him. He'll be showing him that the, the cider press was sponged on the bottom and the top. Mm-hmm. And that any cracking that was heard by Taylor was um, some a sound effect, something that... It was like him breaking an egg or something. something yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. And then he'll also reveal that he had a trapdoor there that he just slipped into to escape the fire. Mm-hmm. And there was no worry about the heat because he'd already showed previously that they had fire retardant on his face and mm-hmm. um, 
and all that stuff. So that would be how he escaped the situation. Now, mm-hmm. so then, just showing that briefly, then then it will then go into whoever. I haven't picked anyone who is actually filming the documentary because they're not going to be that you know important as mm-hmm. far as the film because this still will be documentary. Okay, style. but it's not the same team as the first one. It's a no, 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 a different it, it team. isn't. Okay. Um, so we'll start with most people have seen the do- uh, the documentary, the rise of Lonesley Vernon, mm-hmm. and heard the story of the aftermath. No one can forget that chilling CCTV footage from the morgue that Leslie was still alive. Mm-hmm. Since then, there were six more killing sprees. So we'll call those sequels. Oh, I see. There's been a whole fashion. Ah. Each one's slightly less impressive than the one before. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But, but since that time, no one has heard anything from Leslie Vernon till now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they'll cut to Leslie sitting in a chair looking a little bit awkward. Okay. Um, Same actor? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he'll good. Be, he'll be 40, I think. Yeah, yeah, sure. So they'll say, so Leslie, after all these years, why are we here? Mm-hmm. And are we safe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, learn, yeah. So what else, what he'll go into, and I'm stealing from the new Halloween movie here, but oh, sure. sort of is, because those things are real life. Mm. He'll say, I stopped doing any killing because I couldn't think of any anything new that I wanted to do. It was becoming same old, same old. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that Mike has gone back to his original victim. Mm-hmm. And it's inspired me to do the same. Mm-hmm. So what he'll, he'll then do is um, perform some killings around the town of Glen Echo, which is what it was called. And everything that he's done will be filmed from a GoPro. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so I want to keep it that sort of documentary style. I never want it to slip back into slip into a proper film so sure. everything will be sort of filmed from that mm-hmm. you know because obviously technology's moved on so we're like we'll, we'll be able to film everything without getting involved mm-hmm. so in this the the girl Taylor is lured back because she wants to stop him yeah finally this um, is the girl from the original film this is the okay. girl from the original film so she'll come back but she'll have spent all that time again a la Laurie Strode learning his own tricks oh I see okay mm-hmm. that's good. so yeah. So learning to uh, set up her own surroundings, but of course he's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, so wait, is she becoming a serial killer as well? Well, are they, are they playing game against each other? They're playing a game against each other. She's not actually a killer. Okay. Yeah. So um, the the way it'll play out is that she'll be luring him, but he's luring her, but she's back to luring him. And yeah, they don't know be... that we know they know we know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there'll be, and it should all all be from Leslie's point of view, where we'll be like, oh no, she saw this coming, but I bet she doesn't see the thing that I've got coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just one-upping each other. So they're just one-upping one each other all the time until <laughs> they get to a final trap that they both set up. A tri- I haven't written it down, like a tripwire or something like that, mm-hmm. that they both get caught with. Mm-hmm. And from the footage, you see them both die. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> and then the final credits again, you'll see both of them in the morgue. Mm-hmm. And they'll both sit up at the same time. At the same jet. Perfect. You're just <laughs> Great. Just stare, um, stare at each other. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a little bit of a carbon copy of um, of the original one. But, well, that is, um, that's how horror movie sequels work. So. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I was going to write and I didn't is um, that they would end up being together okay as a couple mm. yeah because mm-hmm. you got the feeling from his mentor that his wife had been his survivor girl yeah yeah they did do that didn't they like because he mm. said you've got to find someone who because she says oh I was fast enough or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that but it, I got Chilling. that feeling that she'd been involved totally, in it yeah. in some way, so mm. I thought Which that... means that Scott Wilson probably killed a lot of her friends. Like, yeah. It's quite <laughs> chilling when you think about it. Like, oh, remember that, honey? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was actually it was harder than I expected coming up with a sequel. For yeah. something. I really like that. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> way, way better than mine. Yeah. But I agree. We we always find this one of the hard. I think one of the hardest genres to do for this show is good comedy because. It's hard to make fun of because it's if it's good, it's good, you know. Especially when it's making fun of itself. Exactly, it's making fun of itself, and yeah, and also unless you are a great comic writer, you know, it, it's it's just hard to replicate specific humor. So, but no, that was good. I think that really works. I like that. So, excellent, cool. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at ninety-seven percent Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager thirty-three percent? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, ninety-seven percent? Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at ninety-four percent? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about? Bewitched at 25%. Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle at a towering 93%? Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Facebook, Twitter, we're everywhere. So for me, uh, mine is called Behind the Mask 2 Summer Camp. This is for two reasons. One, because I like a good summer camp horror movie. You know, Friday the 13th, classic. Have you ever seen a film called Sleepaway Camp? Is that the singing one? No, there's not, there's not a lot of singing in it. Is that the one that we watched? Yeah, we watched it in London, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's very of its time. Elements of it have not aged well in terms of taste and its treatment of... Is that the one with the girl at the end who's not a girl? Yeah, basically, right. yeah. That's what it, yeah, That element of it has, has aged poorly. It's, <laughs> it's not the most sensitive depiction no. of uh, transgender issues, but it is a very... Um, it's a very... It's an fun- understatement. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a very funny, like, bad horror film. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 know, it's ludicrous. I've like. seen it. Just, yeah, 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 there's a musical one. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a similar... A musical name. horror set on a summer camp. I, yeah, it's well, really good. If you remember, let me know, because that sounds like right up my street. <laughs> I'll find out the name. Cool, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so I like that. And also, the other thing I liked about this film particularly, as I mentioned earlier, is the idea that all the serial killers like know each other and they all exist. So this sequel is, it's not set in any particular time, like 20 years later, 10 years later, it, it could be present day. I hope I know what you're doing. Okay. Where it's going to be a summer camp where all the serial killers go on a camp together. Yeah, basically. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> so yeah, they're going to have their annual retreat, basically. The annual serial killers retreat. <laughs> And it's all going to be filmed like they're, they're, they're filming there, you know, they're going to be filming each other just, you know, having a good time, just palling about. So the idea is that, you know, sometimes the serial, serial killers, they like to get together and exchange notes, but also they, they need a break. So they all just like to go on, they rent a cottage out in the countryside, you know, and they just do spend a lot of time going fishing, drinking beer, long walks and absolutely no killing. That's the rule. Like it's not, it's a non-working holiday. It's for the walls to just chill out and relax. So most of this film is just going to be like a summer camp comedy kind of thing, just with them getting into funny scrapes that aren't don't involve serial killing like you know maybe they just go on a disastrous hike or something they get lost or are they all still wearing their relative costumes and masks no, and stuff no this is the other thing it's a non-costume thing so this is where so I was does that mean that is it, is it Jason with the hockey mask on yeah has he got really bad tan lines well this is it yes he could do that it's very good well this is where we're going to get to some casting because obviously a lot of these killers I mean obviously Robert England is Freddy Krueger that's, mm-hmm, that's you know, fine, that can't be yeah. changed but People like Jason and Michael Myers, uh, yeah, you can make them anyone because they're just shapes. So, who would you cast as a serial? Who would you cast as Michael Myers, the Halloween hero? William Shatner. 
William, oh, okay, someone older. Okay, that makes sense. Well, is he not wearing a William Shatner mask? Or am I oh, is that the? Is it a William Shatner mask? It is. Yeah. William oh, okay. Shatner mask. Yeah. Okay, good call. That would be. So it's William Shatner the whole time wearing a mask of his own face. That would be very funny, actually, yeah. Yeah. and especially because like yeah, because <laughs> William Shatner's you know quite portly. Yeah. <laughs> he takes the mask. Like you see one shot where it's. It actually looks like. Sorry, I keep forgetting. Is it Jason? No. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Yeah. It looks like Michael Myers in his normal build. Yeah. And he takes the mask off, and as he does, his whole body changes. Great. Love William it. Shatner's body. Maybe yeah. As well as the mask, he's also wearing a girdle. The whole yeah, time. yeah. It's just like oh, I can finally let it all hang out. Like. <laughs> and then suddenly it turns into Shatner acting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yes. That's I enjoy it. killing people. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, you've made this so much better. Yeah, William Shatner. <laughs> yes, on board. I didn't think of that. Like yeah. Oh, that, that could make it more of an old person thing because they've been around for years. Mm, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, how about Jason then? He's from Friday the Thirteenth. Mm. See, I was gonna, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say Dwayne Johnson because he's big. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose if you want to keep it older, mm. Kevin Schwarzenegger could be. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. I was gonna say Kevin Bacon. He's in the first Friday the Thirteenth. He is. Yeah. Maybe I don't. Yes. I like Schwarzenegger. I yeah. like the because again, Jason doesn't speak, so I like the idea of someone who's got a ridiculous accent. So Schwarzenegger. No, yeah, yeah. It needs to be. Someone. He's a good shout. Yeah. 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 Uh, what other what other famous series? So I think Chuck, Chucky's got to be there. Leslie Vernon's going to be there, obviously. Same actor. Uh, Chucky is Chucky. You know, it's Brad Brad Dourif does the voice. Yeah, but it has to be someone small. So the guy from Game of Thrones. Peter oh, it Dinklage. could be Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'd like to see him in that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's got quite a gruff voice as well. Yeah, well, he he's he, good do, actor too. he likes doing voice work. Like, <laughs> who 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 was the bad guy in Saw? So was that jigsaw? Oh, jigsaw. Mm-hmm. The, the guy who plays that would be fine because he's he's of that age and yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. What other iconic? Well, the girl from the ring maybe. Oh yeah. She, <laughs> she just has a hairbrush now. Yeah yeah. She's, yeah she's, oh yeah no she's really pretty. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah she's <laughs> off juicy. It's fine yeah. <laughs> so that'd be someone young. Yeah yeah. Uh, Wait, does it have to be someone young? I think I, I think, think so. someone someone who looks young. Yeah I yeah. think Aubrey Plaza. Oh yeah yeah. She'd be good oh, for him. Yeah, yeah brilliant. I'm lost. Who's that one? Uh, have you ever watched Parks and Recreation or Legion? No, no. Okay, she, she's a. You probably recognise her. Yeah, she, she's yeah. She's a funny actress. She's very <laughs> funny, very deadpan. Uh, she's got long dark hair, so it would fit. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, she's definitely going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So we've got Freddy Krueger, we've got Leslie Vernon, we've got Jason Michael Myers, the girl from the ring. What else has had loads and loads of sequels? Would we oh, the Blair Witch? Yeah, I was thinking we, we Blair Witch. Yeah, <laughs> never seen. Just really, no. really camera shy. <laughs> Yeah, anytime yeah. the camera's on them, they're in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there, but doesn't want to be on camera, yeah. The Exorcist? Yeah, yeah, course, yeah I guess, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Would it just be Linda Blair? Just... Would, would we do a few like one-off things, like The Shining? Oh, a Pinhead. Pinhead would be Pinhead, good. Yeah, Pinhead, Pinhead yes. would be good, yeah. The Candyman, maybe. Uh, this is the guy from, the old guy from Phantasm. Mm. Uh, what's going on with Insidious? What are, what are those movies about? Is there... I've never seen Insidious. One character in those, or...? Moving on. <laughs> Jaws. Let's get, just, just, get a, shark. just the shark. <laughs> We're getting into the realms. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see there, Hannibal Lecter, maybe. Or a Gre- Hannibal Lecter would be good. Yeah. Maybe a gremlin. Mm. Although you're getting into the world of fantasy, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chucky's hanging around, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I get the feeling that's why I was saying a small guy. He's just a, a little person, yeah. Venom just come up as a horror movie. Well, it was horrific in many ways, but I wouldn't call it a horror movie. Probably <laughs> <laughs> a horror movie. No. Okay, there's a few. So we've got so basically the setup is for the first half. I mean, let's just make William Shatner the main character if we can. Hundred percent, yeah. He, he's <laughs> he's our class, and, and Leslie Vernon. But Leslie Vernon's probably going to be the over overly enthusiastic one yeah. who's doing all the filming. I'd like stuff. Schwarzenegger <laughs> to be sort of. In fact, I'd like it, the way that you're playing it, like um, Shatner and Schwarzenegger are always on each other's case. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> Why have they never been in a film together? This, this is definitely going to make that a thing. Maybe people find Leslie Vernon kind of irritating because he's like such a he's such a tryhard. Like because he's very like you know he's so, so over enthusiastic all the time. Like oh, a bit of a fanboy. Yeah, like oh, tone it down, man. So yeah, I think that'd be funny with them all being really irritated by him. Like maybe Scott Wilson was the only one who liked him. And sadly, he's passed away now, and he's like, oh, we can't get rid of this guy. I'm like, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the first half's not going to be horrific at all. It's just going to be a bunch of serial killers just getting into funny, like, hangover-esque kind of scrapes and uh, whatever hilarity ensues. And then, in the second half of the film, it's going to take a turn into the slasher when the serial killers start being hunted mm-hmm. by a mysterious killer. So they're getting picked off one by one in mysterious okay. ways. Uh, do you know who this is going to be, or is this for us to do? This is for you to help me out, because I, I couldn't think. But okay. um, I, know, I had some ideas. Like, the idea is that they're going to suspect each other. It's like, guys, we said no killing. And, you know, what's the what's the golden rule of Serial Killer Club? We don't kill each other. Like, and you know. they all say that in unison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they've all got, yeah, they've got very... The first strict, rule of Serial yeah. Killer Club. We're going to go a lot into the rules of Serial Killer Club here, I think, and um, which I think it should definitely be the title, yeah. They should, I think they should have some kind of chant or you know some kind of like pledge of allegiance or something mm-hmm. or just silly you know like free like it's like it's the freemasons or something it's good it's, it's just this all, all the magic circle it's just a silly secret society and they're all kind of nerds and mm-hmm. yeah uh but yeah so then they start getting picked off one by one you know we'll get rid of the lesser ones first you know we'll, we'll keep shatner and uh, schwarzenegger get our money's worth out of them they can uh last to the end mm-hmm. i guess the question would be who will be the final girl of them of serial killers and I think it has to be it has to be Michael Myers he's the classic like he's the old, old arguably the yeah. yeah yeah so that that keeps that keeps Shatner around anyway I was thinking actually the killer could be because this this original film I, I think it's very much of its time in a good way but it's very much of that time it came out in 2004 did you say or roughly like mid mid 2000s right 2006 2006 no, no, no. yeah mid middle yeah, of that 12 last years decade. so yeah 12 years ago okay sure yeah yeah I think were very much like that. Like it was in a phase of quite a lot of really derivative stuff. There wasn't a lot of really like classic stuff coming out. And I feel like in the last ten years or so, horror movies have gotten a lot smarter. So maybe it's like a new, the new guard of like. There's lots of good horror movies now, but there's not many iconic ones. I think only Jigsaw maybe you could say has attained that level that like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees mm-hmm. have. So maybe it's someone from like a really cool recent horror movie that's really bitter about all these old guys constantly rebooting themselves and constantly being part of the culture. It's like, it's time to move over and get some fresh blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know who, but it should be some, it can't, I guess it can't be Jigsaw then because he's more akin to them. But, uh, and why, why not just make it Leslie? It could be Leslie, actually, yeah. Actually, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. <laughs> yeah, I've overthought this completely. Perfect, yeah, so, Leslie's on. But, but that's still like a twist. It's a twist, so you, you don't know till the end. Yeah. yeah. And that's because, yeah, and it, it, it's kind of Leslie's revenge because all the other serial killers treat him like shit and they, they accuse him of being a fanboy. And yeah, he turns on them with his trademark, you know, very overly complicated plotting, you know, he's, <laughs> he's done all the preparations. And I like the idea of all these serial killers who are you know, really stoic and quiet. Often, most of them never speak. Just running like scared little girls and just being, you know, screaming and being terrorised. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be really fun. I mean, just watching William Shatner run us all would be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah, I think that's actually a really good way to wrap it up is that it's it's him the whole time. And he's, he's really bitter because he's gone on all these killing sprees that he's worked so hard on. But you know, nobody's made a move about him because, you know, people are still really hung up on Michael Myers and Jason and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you went to space. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to do? So... <laughs> Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, that, that makes Leslie more of a main character as well, if he's actually the one. So I guess it'll finish with a throwdown between Leslie Vernon and William Shatner, which is... I don't know how that's... I feel like Michael Myers should win. So I don't know how, in what world might William Shatner comes out on top in that fight, but... Well, I, I can think of an ending for this, for sure. this film, but it's, 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 it's sort of totally different from the way you were going. Uh-huh. 
I mean, ultimately, you could just say that he's not really teaching the old dogs new tricks. So mm. when he thinks he's getting his final kill, yeah. they all come out and go, you oh, think? Yes. <laughs> good, <laughs> they, good, they, yeah. they all stand up. With, with Snake, go, come on, man, we taught you all these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I like that. That's good. So he, he ends up yeah, on the loop. I told you I'd be back. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, he, has to. he has to, yeah. It's definitely going to be with that kind of film. They're going to definitely have to reference themselves. Definitely. And then, you know, obviously that... It still makes it a bit of a comedy. Plus, you do get your sort of kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, just, I like they that. They just don't really happen. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, he gets excommunicated from the club or something. I don't know, yeah. Or oh, maybe that's his in. Oh, that's his in. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. yeah Come okay, on. Yeah. He wins, yeah. They, 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 he wins their respect by trying to kill them all, even though it doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's it, basically. Just a summer camp comedy slash, you know... Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I ruined your concept. No, you didn't. You improved it. You absolutely improved it, because <laughs> I, I was running out of steam faster. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. Any questions? No. No? Cool. Good stuff. So, I guess that means we get to listener submissions. Yeah, so I, I, I put the feelers out online for this, and uh, I got one response. Cool. Um, it's from uh, Mark Reed. He's just put a <laughs> dot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bumping the post. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, I, I've not had a single listener submission it's, it's not a very widely seen film. I've got a few. Mm-hmm. I've had a few. Alistair Callum said, Leslie Vernon meets the mask, as in the Jim Carrey mask. Okay, yeah. So that could okay. be fun, yeah. A bit of a crossover there. He was very much a serial killer in the comic books. Oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Good work. Uh, no. yeah. Michael Gettings said, just said, Hey, Vern. <laughs> That's just going to be some kind of comedy, I don't know. Uh, comedy. 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 Kyle Davidson said, Leslie has now become the number one horror movie podcaster. So this is a bit meta. Uh, who openly judges all of a serial killers each episode. Yeah, I like that. That's good. And this causes other cocky killers to come for him. So mm-hmm. well, I like that idea. I think Leslie Vernon probably would be hosting his own podcast in this day and age. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Like making a murderer, literally. <laughs> Movie Geek and Proud at MGNP Podcast said It's the present day. Leslie Vernon got what he wished for and became the next horror icon. He finds out that there's going to be a movie remake made about him, and Vernon hates remakes. So he stops at nothing to take out the film crew and the actors while filming his own sequel in the process. So, ah, mm-hmm. like that, it's good. Cinema Recall, at Cinema underscore Recall, said, Leslie Vernon teams up with Ghostface from Scream to help raise his profile, but gets annoyed at all of his constant pop culture references. I guess that's Ghostface's pop culture references. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So he, he, just, he turns to him and tries to take him out and then goes on another killing spree of his own. Again, it's just crossing over, crossing mm-hmm. over. Blokebusters, at Blokebusters, said, Behind, behind the mask, the rise of the rise of Leslie Vernon. <laughs> a meta-mockumentary about the making of the meta-mockumentary that was plagued by horrific deaths and supernatural occurrences, aka the original film. Uh, in the end, it all turns out to be Robert England in a Leslie Vernon mask. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, and finally, at one Aussie nerd one, said, What We Do in the Shadows. So, Great. Which is, yeah, it is a very similar film. Have you seen that film? Yes. Yeah. Right. So, I, in fact, I nearly suggested it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Uh, we've not done it yet, but we have watched it. But I think I was put off because they're making, they are making a TV I believe show. they are. Yeah, I have heard that. So that'll be fun. Mm. Uh, and yeah, those were our listener submissions for this episode. Uh, thanks, guys. If you have any sequel ideas for Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon, or any films we've done in the past, please let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. Our podcast is available on all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, Google Play. You name it, we are on it. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Beyond the Box Set or at Beyond the Box Set on Twitter. And we, as Harry mentioned earlier, we are on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Beyond the Box Set. And we have merchandise available on tpublic.com. Again, just search Beyond the Box Set. Also, uh, any of the shows that me and John have guested on, 
will yeah. all be in the description. It, it links in the description if they're out. If not, just keep an eye on our social media and uh, we'll uh, share links when yeah. they become available. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm sure Harry will continue to whore himself out to podcasts. Yeah. Ongoing. <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, so, yeah, next week um, we've got uh, Charlie Dudley um, okay. coming on from, uh, well, if you remember, a while ago I guessed on, on a podcast called Why Did I Do That? Yeah. Where I told a very embarrassing story. Mm-hmm. And I know that since then he's not had a story that's anywhere near as explicit as mine. No, I expected so, as much, I, yeah. I, I think I may have gone too far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Anyway, I'll let somebody else be the judge of that. Anyway, Charlie Dudley is coming on next week, mm-hmm. and he's going to do a film called The Way, Way Back. Okay. Which I have not heard of before now. I've heard of it, but not seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, no. No, so we'll see. It's uh, Yeah, it's moving away from horror for a while. It's, it's been a good month. This isn't technically part of our horror season, but uh, you have kept us on a horror track for another week, so that's mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, I, I, I don't think The Way We're Back is a horror film. It might surprise me. Who knows? But cool, but thank you very much for coming and joining us, Mark. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, not in particular. No. I do have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. called The Geek With Guts. There's nothing on it, but if you subscribe, I might make something. Oh, I'm thinking about doing horror reviews, so if someone subscribes, I'll do it. Sounds well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. The gauntlet's been thrown. We'll subscribe. <laughs> well, thank you. Cool. Okay, so I guess join us next week for The Way Way Back. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye now. Bye. Bye. She's empowering herself with cock.